This is Rabbi Kovacs. It is Sunday, the 29th day of Omer, and we are continuing the Mishnah Yomi in Shvit and Bezrat Hashem, finishing the third parak today. Mishnah Tes, Avne Kotef, shoulder stones. The Mishnah will define that in a moment. Baut Mekom you could take them anywhere, because, from anywhere, because we're not concerned an onlooker will see that you're clearing your field, because these large stones are typically used for construction. Vehakablan, maybe Mekomakom. A contractor can bring these stones from any place, or can bring stones generally that are used for building from anywhere in, in the field. Now, this Kablan it could be a contractor for building, his profession is building, or it could be he's not working his own field, but he has a contractual arrangement to work in somebody else's field. Since it's not his own field that he's taking care of, then we're not concerned that people are going to say, oh, he's clearing his field in preparation for Shviz. Elohen Avne Kotev. And these are the shoulder stones. Kol Any stone that's too large or too big and awkward to carry in one hand. Divri Rabbi Meir. This is the words of Rabbi Meir. So because you can't balance it or deal with it in one arm, you'd have to put it over your shoulder and use both arms to hold on to it. Kind of like a weightlifter's bar. It's something for something quite large. Rabbi Yossi Omer Avnei Kotev Kishman. Rabbi Yossi says, shoulder stones, like the name implies, stones that go on the shoulder, kol shehen nitalut, shtayim shalosh alakotev. Any one that you put, put in shoulder, even if you put two or three of them. So even if they're not terribly long or heavy, but these are stones you'd normally stack on your shoulder to move from place to place instead of carrying in your hands. Those are big enough to be shoulder-sized stones, and you can move them, remove them for building purposes during Shemitah. Again, you're not removing them to clear your field or to make plowing easier, but you're removing them to use in construction that would be allowed. Mishnah Yud, Habonei Goder, he's building a fence, Beino Uven Rishus Harabim, between his own field and the public thoroughfare, public property, Mutter Lahamik Odasela, he can dig down to the rock. So maybe not all the way to the bedrock, but you understand if he's building a fence, and their fences were typically stone, as we've seen, you wanted a flat, stable foundation for the fence, so you would re- he would remove the dirt first. So Maya Ba'afar. So what does he do with the dirt? He could pile it up in the Shusurabim and later on metaken means fix, but it can mean either move it to a different place, it finds some place to, to uh, deposit it, or metaken fix the problems in Rishusarabim, the uneven streets, the potholes. They didn't wait for the government to do it, they went ahead and filled it in themselves if there was a pothole. They were Rabbi Yeshua. This is what Rabbi Yeshua says. He says that it's instead of stacking the dirt in your own property on Shvius, where it might look like you're saving the dirt for agricultural use to spread out on your field and fix the topsoil, renew the soil, instead it's better to stack it in Rishusarabim, even though that might be an impediment for the public, and then later you're going to fix up the Rishusarabim. The digging itself is allowed because people don't dig needs of planting right next to Rosh Hashanah That area right next to Rosh Hashanah sometimes there's overflow, people or animals walk there, they're going to trample something grown right there. That's, that's why he's building the fence in the first place. So they realize he's digging only to build a gedder there and not for agricultural needs. So Rishua says, put the dirt in Rosh Hashanah temporarily and then fix up the Rosh Hashanah or remove it. Rabbi Shua says, no, you can't stack a pile of dirt. Rabbi Shua that's a kilkul that causes a, a problem, a ruination. 
so too, you can't say, oh, I'm just going to stack it there temporarily and then I'll fix it later. Or I'll use it even to benefit the Rosh Hashanah by filling in the potholes. You can't put an impediment to Rosh Hashanah in the first place. We're going to learn in the Gemara in Bava Kama, if somebody leaves something potentially hazardous in the Rosh Hashanah, they're liable to pay for any damages and it's really something not allowed. So Maya Asebafar, so according to Bikiva, what does he do with the dirt? Pile it up in his own fields like they would do with the dung. As we learned at the beginning of this parak, they would make the three big dung heaps. There's a machlokis about how much to put in them. And we had said there, if he lowered it or raised it, he, he dug a little bit down so it wasn't level with the field or he raised it a little bit up on a rock or a platform, then it's nicker. Then everyone sees that he's not stacking these things to fertilize the field. So too with the dirt, if it's obvious to onlookers that the dirt is not there to be spread over to renew his topsoil, it'll be okay. Rabbi Kiva continues, And so too, if somebody is digging a pit or a ditch or a um, like a, a cistern of water, like a covered water hole. So here, I don't think he's doing it on Shemitah. He's doing it on another year because he's preparing a water storage facility. But if he's doing this, there's a lot of dirt involved. He's really digging a, a large ditch, a large water storage a device. So too, he has to stack the dirt on his own property not in the Rosh Hashanah.